What happens when a bunch of comedians from completely different neighborhoods walk into a comedy bar and roast each other without mercy? We're about to find out. It's another Sunday night in Toronto, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. That's a fun way to start the show. It is a Sunday night at the end of September, a quiet Sunday night. You are here with us on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I am Dean Young, and this is Inside Jokes. And actually, we're going to find out today. We have a returning friend of the show in studio with us, and I'll, I'll get to him in a second. But what we're going to find out on today's show is, can comedians be friends? Can you roast each other and pull no punches whatsoever? And still be friends at the end of the day. Because there's a big show in Toronto that's making a lot of waves and, and building a huge audience that kind of is about figuring out exactly that. Uh, and our guest today is a returning friend of the show. Danish Anwar is a comedian and producer who's appeared on the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, Just for Laughs, and JFL 42, which of course is just wrapped up here in Toronto, uh, along with nationally aired comedy specials on the CBC. And most importantly for us today, he is the creator of the hit comedy showcase, Your Hood's a Joke. Danish, welcome back, man. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So uh, this is what I want to find out today. So I, I've done Your Hood's a Joke before, and mm-hmm. it's... It's this thing that's sort of, it's a groundswell in a little bit of a way, right? That sort of started here in Toronto. And what you do is you pool together comics from different neighborhoods, Mm -hmm. right? To take on each other's hoods. But it's sort of expanded. It's you have people from different ethnic backgrounds, different countries, different cities in Canada. Yeah, yeah. And what I love about this show, because I feel like your show is, in, in some way, it's a new concept and a new format, which is probably why it's gaining so much popularity. Well, yeah, it's a few things uh, that came together, right? So first of all, roast shows. It's one of my favorite things on Comedy Central are celebrity Absolutely, roasts, yeah. right? They're just so much fun. I like dark comedy. I like no holds barred, no filters and things like that. So obviously there's been a bit of a pushback in the last five to ten years. I don't, yeah. I'm sure I don't have to explain <laughs> how the, what the atmosphere is. And, you know, that's a whole different conversation. But as part of that, um, I guess, pushback against raw, uncensored comedy. What it has created is almost a demand for the same thing. Because in an environment where, you know, context is important, that's comedy is yeah. such an environment, right? So a roast show gives both the audience and the comedians a chance to just let loose and not worry about what they're saying, which is kind of a big, it is a big issue in our day-to-day lives these days. It, right? it really is, the last couple of years especially. And what I do love about one of the one of the ways that Your Hood's a Joke does this is your lineups mm-hmm. are completely based on, of course, where they come from and their material is based on that. Yeah. But you'll have comics that are known as, quote-unquote, being c- clean comics or comics yeah. that run safer exactly you know and it's a it's a bit of a throwback in a way where when people are coming out to do this show and to watch this show Mm -hmm. 
you sort of set it up beforehand and go, pretty much nothing is off limits. Absolutely. There are, I think you have to go through like 12 content warnings before you come to my show. <laughs> yeah. There's warnings on every ad. There's warnings on every promo video, every compilation roast video. There's a warning on the ticket, on the website, on the door when you enter. And I start off with a warning. Yeah. So I am afraid of the kind of people who come to watch the show. <laughs> well, and it's so funny. Like I did one last year where it was... It I, was Kensington versus Beaches? I did Kensington yeah. versus Beaches, but you had me on one before where I was I was representing Finland. Oh yes, against yes. Somalia. Finland versus Somalia. That was a good one. <laughs> Which I mean, as a writing exercise was so much fun, but I remember I'm sitting there at home and I, I may have been a little bit stoned and really all I did was I just wikipedia'd Somalia. Yeah, yeah you learned a lot about Somalia. I learned that a night. lot and it was like all this stuff was just flooding in, yeah, you I'm, know, as a target. And I remember messaging you cuz there was actually an incident. Mm-hmm. There was this terrorist attack in Somalia that week, not to I don't want to bring that up too much but there was and i remember message you going okay do we still do this what stuff do we talk about and you were like just let it rip yeah lean into (laughs) it lean into it again like because of the way the show is structured right like you said there are all all kinds of comedians who come to perform on the show including comedians who never in a million years would use material like this in their day-to-day set exactly their normal stand-up in fact a lot of them run like produce their own shows which are the ideological opposite of my show right they're safe rooms there's a lot of things you can or cannot talk about which is totally fine right you can do both shows have good relationships with everybody because there's context here you know and we do battles between neighborhoods between countries between schools universities we're also starting to do this thing where we do battles between super fans of different teams yeah. so let's say you're a Leafs fan you go up against a Habs fan and you ro- roast each other's teams that kind of deal we're going to do that in Winnipeg this coming year uh, but yeah this show overall has just been you know it's, it's five years in going to year six Shockingly, zero complaints. Given the kind of things we say, <laughs> um, we've never had one per Okay, maybe one person like <laughs> five years ago had a problem with one of our TDC ads, but that was about it. <laughs> I do re- I do remember that. But that is the interesting thing, and we'll get into this uh, more after the break. But mm-hmm. uh, just the fact that, yeah, you can take all these comics from all these different walks of life mm-hmm. and just sort of... The the ways you can expand this is sort of limitless. 100%. We're going to themes, obviously. We're trying to do things like Axis versus Allies, historical battles, you know, Germany yeah. versus England. And a lot of the people who come to this show are very educated and they understand the nuances of all these places, right? When you were doing Finland, Somalia, there were a lot of people who of Somali descent who came to watch the show and they were laughing because you were accurate they in were. your roasts. And when I walked into that room, I thought, oh man, they are going to hate me. But yeah, we'll get back into more of Your Hood's a Joke, what it's about, what you can expect to see, and uh, some of the more memorable stuff that's happened on stage right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Maggie Casella, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on 640. Nailed it. Welcome back. You are listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And today we're talking Your Hood's a Joke. We're talking about uh, these comedy showcases that have sprung up here in Toronto and new formats, new formats that happen. And of course, we're at the tail end of the JFL 42 festival that's just wrapped, which did bring together 42 completely different acts flooding into the city and sort of showcases a lot of the stuff we have going on here in Toronto. Uh, But right now on the line, we also have a comic 
who you might remember best from his past appearances as a cast member on Mad TV uh, and his time on series such as United States of Terror, but, but of course, more recently, his comedy special, Shovel Fighter. Matt Bronger's on the line with us right now. Welcome, Matt. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate it. You've performed uh, here in Toronto before, of course, and we've seen oh, you yeah. at, at Comedy Bar, and you've you've regularly come up here and, of course, returned to JFL 42 this year. And I just kind of wanted to ask, what is there something that's different for you that you get out of Toronto audiences that you might not anywhere else, or do all the cities just kind of bleed together for you at this point? No, I mean they're they're all they're all different uh, in in a sense. I would say you know generally speaking, uh, Canadian crowds are generally pretty good, and um, they're they're the best um, in uh, you know the, the major hubs. And Toronto's like a, a big city that doesn't have any attitude about it, which yeah. I love. Uh, it's it, you know it it knows it's it's the big one. It you know it it knows it's the movers and shakers, but it's not going to shove it in your face. I mean, I love New York, but uh, New Yorkers never uh, let a moment go by without telling you where they're from. Yeah, or uh, you know that, the, that it's the greatest city in the world. Where you're like, yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it, but I have things to do. I'm Toronto, <laughs> uh, so it's like I I, I feel like it's uh, people here use their time um, really well, and they and they they're just they like having a good time. They like going out and. Um, having some laughs and forgetting about their woes for a while, and they, uh, they value that highly. So you don't really get a packed group of people that got drunk just, just to get drunk and don't know where they are. You know, yeah. They like, started at a happy hour and just kept going until the late show, and then they're sitting there and going, they're going, why is that guy on stage talking? Like, I want to talk. I want to talk to my friends. And then you have to throw them out. You just don't get that really here. It's true. It's you know we're almost sort of like we don't have that that edge or that attitude. It is kind of like New York light here. But and I also feel <laughs> like you know when and your shows that you do here are a great example where I feel like audiences in Toronto at places like Comedy Bar when they come out to see stuff, it's because they're already a fan of yours. They're already a fan of Matt Bronger. They're already right. kind of you know comedy purists. Mm-hmm. But what I was sort of curious about, and we've talked about it with other guests on this show before. I mean. As a comic, obviously, you, you're hitting festivals like this, you're out there touring, you're doing theaters. When you're not doing that, you're acting and you're writing and you're podcasting. For you, is all that stuff sort of just that's how you have to survive a life in comedy? Or is this all sort of stemming from the same place for you? It's kind of all, everything starts to kind of run together. There was a time about, you know, 10 years ago where I was kind of like, oh, I only want to do this and I only want to do that and I only want to do it this, these certain ways. And now, like, as long as I'm comfortable, I'm kind of fine uh, moving in other realms. I'm going to be taking um, a non-scripted, like a reality show idea out uh, about uh, traveling and doing volunteer work on the road that I think I can hopefully make funny, you know, whereas before I would never do something like that. And before I was like, oh, you know, I, I had one of the first podcasts back in 2009, and then I stopped because I was like, what am I going to do this forever? And like yeah. the one I have now where people call in and leave a message and me and my other, uh, let's just say DS uh, for a dip, you know what, um, <laughs> give advice based on being that, based yeah. on being idiots when we were younger and sometimes idiots now. Uh, so it's, it's kind of, it's real tongue in cheek, but it's real. We give honest advice. Whereas, you know, I could see me myself doing that the rest of my life, that podcast. It's so fun. Well, that's, um, yeah. And, and, and just, it's, it's kind of just keeping busy. I mean, while I'm here, I'm doing, I'm doing a series of interviews for JFL during the day with um, other comedians where I'm not an interviewer, but they, they were like, oh, but you have so much fun with other comics. And I was like, okay, yeah, then I'll do it. Like, I don't have anything to do during the day anyway. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like I'll, 
I'll go write. I'll go drink coffee. I'll go explore. I'll hit. A, I'll definitely hit a couple museums. I got a couple days off, but like it's nice just to kind of go. Oh yeah, I'll try that. Rather than oh no no no, that's for someone else. That's something I would never do. You know, like I'm not going to demean myself, but it's fun to just jump around from thing to thing. Well, yeah, and and the, when you're doing something like that, it's just you're talking to your own people. There's no pretense right. to it. There's no pressure on it, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting like. All right, this guy's the new young star of a of a daytime drama. We're like, uh, okay, so you know this guy from, uh, what were you on? You're like, that's just death. But if I'm just hanging out with people I know and stuff, then you're gonna, I'm gonna try to give you like what we do when we'd be hanging out anyway. You know. One thing that I, you know, everybody always talks about how uh, Netflix made comedy cool again. Netflix made comedy popular again. The specials that have rolled out, but I feel like. I feel like podcasting is what really has changed the landscape in this past decade. I think festivals like JFL 42 in some way really only exist because of the advent of podcasting. I mean, for you, now everybody and their dog has a podcast and people are sort of exploring yeah. new formats. But for you, did that change? I mean, you were already working in stand-up, of course. Did that mm -hmm. change the world of comedy for you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it got it got me... Um you know, in the ears of people who did not know who the heck I was, just they thought the name was funny and they listened to it. And, and so I have all these new fans now that come to shows. I think you're definitely, you know, the, the common perception of Netflix is definitely correct. But, you know, it's still that thing where people, um, they, they, they only have so much real estate to give when they're sitting down and watching something. Yeah. Like, that's a big thing. That's a lot of your life. And that's like, that's like a valued time. That's why... There's so much content now, you really have to be pretty picky, whereas with a podcast, you listen to it in your car. I mean, I feel, I feel like podcasts keep people company, and that's the, yeah. thing that, that's the hugest difference between what you're talking about, between Netflix specials, between comedy specials, and, uh, and even comedy albums generally. You know, you listen to a comedy album maybe like five, six times, you're done with it. You'll go back in maybe a year, but like a podcast just keeps coming and coming and coming, and it has that immediacy. Like this is going to sound really sad, but it, when when you're on the road as a comedian and you don't you don't get out there. Like I always get out there and go eat places and meet people and and try to be get into what the people in the community are getting into without being invasive. Yeah. But when you first start out, you kind of just sit in your hotel room and you have the TV on to keep you company. Like it's just there because you hear someone talking. It like, is. That's how sad it is when you start out. And podcasts are kind of the antithesis of that because. The, the people are doing that, you know, for you, in a sense. It's you know, true, yeah. It's sort of keeping you company when you're at a Howard Johnson in Cincinnati that <laughs> lonely yeah, night, yeah. you know. I do want to ask, Matt, uh, before before we go, for those audiences who didn't catch you here at JFL 42 this year, shame on them, first off. But <laughs> where is the best place for people to find your stuff right now, Matt? Uh, well, you can, you can, I'm at, at Bronger on Twitter. I'm at, at Matt Bronger on uh, Facebook. Uh, you can always go to MattBronger.com to look up any dates, see if I'm coming to you. Uh, my uh, Please Hold Me tour actually starts tonight in uh, Toronto, and it goes through the end of the year. Um, and I'm going all over the, all over the country, uh, at least all over my country. This is my only <laughs> Canadian stop, but we might add something. We'll see. Uh, but, yeah, so if people want to, you know, check it out, just go to that. But, yeah, you can always listen to me on advice from a, Dip Schlitz with Matt Bronger. Uh, and that's, that's everywhere. That's on iTunes and uh, anywhere you listen to stuff uh, uh, online and, and, and off. So, yeah, that's how they can find me. Perfect. Do all the things, Matt Bronger people. Thanks so much for joining <laughs> us today, Matt. Thank you for having me, man. It was great. We'll talk to you later. All right. Take it easy, buddy. Bye. See you. Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
This is Marcel St. Pierre, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back. You are tuned in to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I am Dean Young. We have a returning friend of the show in studio with us, Danish Anwar. Yeah. Comedian unto his own right. He's mm-hmm. appeared coast to coast on the networks, on the festivals. But today we're talking to him more about uh, he's a creator of a hit show here in Toronto that is expanding way beyond the city limits. Your hood's a joke. Yeah, I mean, we've already had a huge year this year. Uh, the show became a regular at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, yeah. uh, just for laughs in Montreal, just moved over from Comedy Bar to Yuck Yucks. Comedy Bar is a great place. It's just we needed more seats. Yuck Yucks has tripled the capacity. Already had a great show there. And next year we're going to Japan, L.A., and New York to do more roast battles out there. Yeah. Why limit ourselves to pissing people off in Canada when we can go all the way to Asia and you know how things are so stable in China right now yeah. <laughs> and Southeast Asia in general. Why not just bring a posse of roast comedians and just really remind people why they used to hate each other for 5,000 years. Yeah, that's right. Just get in there and <laughs> add a little fuel to the fire that's already growing. Exactly. So, I mean, uh, Your Head's a Joke is doing all right. It yeah, no, like. it's doing all right. Uh, but I'm not going to I'm not gonna lie. It's a lot of hard work, right? I mean, this is yeah. Canadian entertainment. We all, we all know how it is. You got to make it your own way. You got to make a lot of waves until somebody's like, you know what? I'll give you a small check and maybe a little pat on the head. That's right. Yeah. I mean, we have one guest, Brian O'Gorman, who is joining us from Your Head's a Joke, who's stuck in traffic right now in Scarborough. That's Canadian showbiz. That happens probably once a week. 100%. Yeah, but like uh, the show itself, because of the concept, I've obviously, I mean, obviously putting a lot of work on it. But the other thing is that comedians who are on the show, so they don't half-ass it. You know, people, like you said, you when you were doing Finland versus Somalia, you went on yeah. Wikipedia, you're looking up all these facts, right? Yeah. And the process itself is also kind of entertaining, you know, to kind of learn and write something completely different from your regular stand-up, your regular voice and perspective. It is, right? Yeah. So find if you pick the right comedian, especially for your hood's a joke, I need the kind of comedian who has range, who is open to new ideas, who's comfortable being outside of their regular uh, stand-up set. So, you know, a little bit of that. So combine that with an audience that's ready for it and a concept that's very not it's not difficult to explain do you hate your neighbor okay here's the show yeah right like (laughs) i've this is like the fourth canada's the fourth citizenship i've had okay i've had like five passports from four different countries and everywhere i've been people always make fun of their neighbors whether it's the next city the next hood the next country between schools rivalries between colleges and things like that so basically five years ago i was like why isn't this a show and i legitimately thought it already was when I was like, well, this must have been done already. It is, right? it is kind like, of bizarre that it didn't even exist. I mean, yeah, every few months, every few months. If you're if you're outside of Toronto, every week somewhere in in Canada there's an article that says seven reasons why XYZ city is better than Toronto. Yeah. 12 reasons yeah. why our bagels are better than the, your bagels. You know, things of that nature. Montreal and Vancouver in particularly, like whenever I go out there, Every other piece of media uses Toronto as kind of like a reference point, but also to kind of like diss us a little yeah, bit, right? Yeah. And they often ask, so what do you guys say about us? I'm like, no, we don't say Jack. <laughs> We're too busy being awesome, yeah, first of all. That's right. We don't talk about <laughs> we you. We don't, and they're surprised. But this is the thing. When we do talk about other places, we do have this elitist kind of like, oh, you think you think Red Lobster's fancy? Screw you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. that kind of a deal. So I have to say Toronto and big cities in general have like this elitist 
kind of uh, outlook towards other places. Like a lot of our jokes are based on making fun of basic tastes, right? Yeah, yeah. Which would be considered very normal in a small town. So that kind of adversarial attitude, I figured, hey, why not monetize it, make some money, get on TV, you know? And there is always <laughs> that rivalry there. I mean, even with the cities, it's like you could pair up Hamilton and Oshawa. Exactly. Oshawa exactly. is Hamilton's Hamilton. You know, <laughs> right there. Boom. That's how it works. That's the gradient. Uh, actually, I believe Burlington is Hamilton's Hamilton. Burlington, yeah, but like nicer. Oshawa yeah. is Ontario's Hamilton, which is huge considering Hamilton is in Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. But you've tapped into this thing where the gloves come off and people are fine with it because it's almost like and for for us as comics who have done this show the writing exercise is so Mm -hmm. freeing and so much fun like anytime i've been on it it's been a few times now and like that lead up the few weeks before the show it's like oh man this is all i want to do is just sit down and crank out this stuff but you've and we were talking before the break about how it's completely unfiltered and audiences have been have gone along with that because i think you're tapping into something where the Comics on stage are saying what we're all thinking. Exactly. And you keep know? in mind that because of not, it's not just that environment. It's also the fact that, you know, there's a little bit of, because th- how you were saying when that terrorist attack happened in Somalia, you mm-hmm. weren't sure. Every comic who's done the show for the first time is apprehensive before doing the show. They're not sure if somebody's going to tape them and say something online yeah. or if they'll just piss off their opponent because you're saying some pretty mean things. But when you see the first battle and you see how people are really into it, because we're not picking on anybody. It's a fight. Right, you're watching a fight. One person goes, says what's on their mind, and the other person goes. So it's really people who hold back, comedians who hold back in this show actually end up looking weak. They do. People and, don't want to see you hold back. And it's interesting that you say when comics are kind of like, well, is this going to go viral for the wrong reason? Because we do sort of live in that climate at mm-hmm. the moment. And we've talked about that a lot on this show. But it is great to see because the audiences that are there are just like, no, give us everything that you have. And a very simple mechanic makes it work. It's a content warning. Just like you would have on TV, in the movies. Anybody who comes to this show knows what it's about. You don't go to a horror movie and complain about the blood because you know what it is. So in comedy, for the longest time, we've been operating as if, hey, it's a comedy show. You should know we were going to push boundaries. That's not what 2018 is about anymore. You have to have a warning. At least people expect that because they don't automatically assume it's a comedy club. It's an environment that's no holds barred. I have a little warning. That's all I need. And it completely invalidates any complaints. If somebody were to come yeah. to this show and then post about it tomorrow saying they said X, Y, Z, nobody will take them seriously because they've been warned. They chose to pay the money. They chose to go through all this. This is what yeah. it is. And we're going after each other, not the audience. Exactly. Uh, we'll get into more of that after the break. I want to find out what some of the more maybe not controversial, but at least uh, <laughs> memorable moments have been on Your Hood's Joke. Absolutely. With Danish Anwar right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is Sandra Badalini, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And I'm Dean Young, and today we are talking your hoods of jokes. So if you're just tuning in, I don't know what your excuse is, but we're talking to our friend of the show, Danish Anwar, the creator of the roast battle your hoods of joke that pits together comics from really all walks of life, from cities across Canada, neighborhoods in Toronto different nationalities, different countries. Really, you've expanded it to Mm -hmm. everything now. Everything. Neighborhoods, schools, colleges, 
uh, cities, provinces, countries. We've we're very loose with our definition of the word hood. Yeah. So you can anything you can pledge allegiance to, we're gonna fight over. So we can have battles between cities, countries. I mean, in fact, on Sunday, October seventh, which is Thanksgiving Sunday, the next show, we're doing the full gamut. So we're going Parkdale versus Beaches, which yeah. is a neighborhood battle, all the way to Africa versus the Caribbean, which is <laughs> a continental regional thing. Yeah. That one actually is a little asymmetrical. Obviously, Africa is a continent and the Caribbean is a region. But I found that um, actually some of our black fans have yeah. said that there are identities that we're not addressing. For example, amongst in North America, if you are, you know, if you are Caribbean, that's different from being East African, West African, yeah. or Middle Eastern black and things like that. So that kind of got me thinking we could do different kinds of identities, not necessarily traditionally geographic, but still something that people actually ascribe to. Right. That's something that people who have ethnic origins like myself can understand because there's, there's, there's race yeah. and there's ethnicity. Right. So racially, I'm brown. But ethnically, I'm two different things, right? Yeah. So it'll be like Russians versus Ukrainians, for example. On the surface, y'all look the same. But you tell our <laughs> Ukrainian <laughs> that yeah. they're the same as... That's an ethnic rivalry. So we're trying to do something eventually down the line, Slavic versus Teutonic or some yeah. like classic, you know, old battles from 15th century Europe and things of that, that nature. Would, that would be like mm-hmm. like me, ver- Finlanders versus Swedes or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. And not even those geographies, but even more fine... Like I'm, I'm obviously getting a little pedantic with it but <laughs> there are all kinds of ways that we can exploit an identity and make fun of it yeah that's what i'm saying <laughs> yeah exactly and the fact i i guess a lot of this material too i mean certainly i can only speak to my own experience having done it but there is this sort of sense of pride and mm-hmm. you're protecting your turf and i yeah. think the audience is just watching this fight happen and again i think yeah one of the safeguards of the of the fact that we can say whatever the hell we can mm-hmm. come up with is the fact that they know that they're removed from it and they're just watching us up there fighting exactly but i think that that's a lot of where this stuff stems from too is just like you have this sort of sense of pride like yeah my background is norwegian yeah i live in parkdale so i'm going to go <laughs> yeah. after this person for the sake of my people you no, know absolutely and keep in mind that a lot of the jokes, because you said you did research on Wikipedia for your battle, <laughs> yeah. right? So a lot, I would say 99% of the, the roasts on the show are factual. Yeah. So they might sting, but you'll be like, yeah, but they got a point there. That's actually kind of right. It is. And you it's know? it's funny because, you know, there's, there's ones obviously that have immediate surface value where it's like, okay, I'm going after this country. There's certain things we already know about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. But some of this stuff is a lot more, you know, it's when you dig deeper and really bring this stuff to the surface. I mean, Absolutely. that's when you find the really gritty. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, you've seen the show. The lineups are very diverse, right? Yeah. It's the nature of the show. And as much as that we'd all like to blame everything on the white man, the <laughs> yeah. fact is that we all have problems in our own communities, right? Yeah. And, you know, like racism, misogyny, homophobia, these things are unfortunately a global problem right in Mm. every community so this is this show gives us a chance to actually explore that right in a battle between iran versus china which we've had a few times there's a lot of jokes about the way each respective country oppresses its population yeah which would be weird if it was a white guy going off on iran or china (laughs) (laughs) but we have two people from those countries battling each other bringing up a lot of issues to the surface Right, which normally they themselves would have been uncomfortable talking about. Well, I mean, it does. It did put me in an in an interesting place. I mean, because before, you know, I'm representing a Scandinavian country that just has free schools and mm-hmm. and and just a higher standard of living. <laughs> and then now it's the beaches. So yeah. it's like I just live in a place where people wear Lululemon and push Humvee sized strollers everywhere. So it's like I am kind of the token white guy. 
no matter who I'm up against. Have you had, before we go to break, and we'll, we'll delve into this a little bit more, you said that audiences have never really complained and you've mm-hmm. never really had any had any pushback, but I would like to kind of find out what were maybe for you even some of the more memorable oh, moments that got that like, oh. Ooh, yeah. You, I know. Mean, you, wanna, you want me to go right now? There are a billion of them. There are a billion of them? <laughs> we'll, we'll get back into them. We'll come back from break and I want to get into what stuff that has really pushed the envelope a little bit on Your Hood's Joke. We'll be back with more Danish Anwar right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, this is Nikki Nasrallah, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And tonight we're talking your hood's joke. So we're talking roast battles featuring comics from every neighborhood in Toronto, cities across Canada, countries now. This thing's going worldwide. We have Danish Anwar in studio with us. And uh, before the break, we were sort of touching on... Maybe what were some of your most memorable moments mm-hmm. from the history of these roast battles? Well, uh, I mean, in terms of pure fun, like all, all the jokes I've enjoyed myself, but there have been times when the boundaries were pushed and you could see every show, every every time we have a show, there's always one comic who <laughs> goes so far beyond that teaches the audience, all right, so there are places we shouldn't go. And I find <laughs> yeah. there are two subjects, because again, this is a show where we're talking about fighting um, based on identity, yeah, right? Yeah. And there's no really such thing as punching up or down. You're really just punching because yeah. that's the context. But there are two subjects that people pull back at if you touch them. One are transgen- transgender people. Right. And two, First Nations people. So even in the context of a show where it's no holds barred, we're all equals, we all have problems in our cities, in our yeah. towns, in our countries, we're making fun of that, we're bringing that up. One thing I find that when you start to make fun of transgender people or First Nations people, the audience pulls back because those are two groups that are on that are kind of under siege from everybody. That's anyway. true, yeah, and especially right? here in Canada because we mm-hmm. have sort of all these unaddressed skeletons in the closet. Hundred percent, you know the way we've treated First Nations people, and it's mm-hmm. still very much an open wound. Yeah, and in fact, it taught a lot of us be like, wow, there is something that even innately, even people who came to a roast show to yeah. hear all these horrible dark things we're saying even at even in a show like this people innately understand that oh my god we've actually have a big gap in our society because that's how they react to jokes about specifically about transgender people and about first nations specifically because again we innately understand we're not doing right by them (laughs) are those two topics though that you've sort of thought there has to be a way to include this and address this i don't give any i don't put any limitations on comics i tell them whatever and if somebody ever asks this question is there anything that's too far i'll let them know hey if you make a jokes if you make a trans joke or a first nations joke you might hear people go ooh or yeah. pull back and so usually they'll leave that towards the end or something or they'll try like you know how comics are you say some you tell someone they don't not supposed to do this yeah. or this is hard that's all they're going to think of that's all they're going to do and then they're going to do do like a blog about how college campuses are hard <laughs> oh my God. you know okay so Danish, I want to ask one thing yes. it's supposed to be kind of bringing people together cuz yeah, you're making yeah. fun of everyone's differences and we're mm-hmm, all supposed mm-hmm. to be laughing at it mm-hmm. how many combinations or yeah, yeah. options can you have well like you said before the, or off air, we could do things like cancer versus lupus. I want right? a cancer versus yeah, Vince, lupus. Vince Tedesco, our producer, that was he wants to see a cancer versus lupus. For context, you mentioned that you yourself are a... I'm a cancer, cancer survivor. survivor. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think that would... you And you're saying that you would 
have fun at a show like this. You actually enjoy hearing. I mean, I if there's one person who's going to make cancer jokes, I've always made cancer jokes about, uh-huh. you know, at you know, both times that I've had it. So I got to call them season one and season two. Well, then I, essentially, I would have to find comedians who are cancer survivors. And I'm sure there are many out love, there. There are a lot yeah, here, yeah. right in the city, mm-hmm. for sure. That'd, That'd be great. Like, let's say prostate versus versus. I don't know. Whatever other you cancer? just booked Alan even... Park by accident just <laughs> yeah. now yeah prostate cancer prostate versus, versus brain colon cancer. cancer colon cancer well yeah. it, it, it is because I think that for for that audience you know for that audience the coming out to this show I think it is sort of like okay this person's up there representing me I want to hear whatever they well, throw at this that, I want to see yeah. myself up there this you know? reminds me of something I heard Lisa Lampanelli say ten years ago right and yeah. it kind of applies to this anybody who enjoys insult or roast comedy that we're talking about all kinds of people right. We're talking about like cancer survivors. We're talking about, you know, people who haven't had any major disease or whatever. There's a full spectrum, right? Yeah. So Lisa Lampanelli, if you guys know her show, yeah, she would basically make fun of everybody. She yeah, makes yeah. fun of everybody based on who they are. And one one day she said that she got a letter from someone in a wheelchair complaining that they, she never makes fun of people with disabilities, right? Because like people with wheelchairs come, like people with disabilities yeah. come to, they're fans of Lisa Lampanelli. And you know how she would basically point at the front row and she would always make fun, oh, you're whatever, Hispanic or Indian or this or that, and she would make fun of that. But she would skip over people who have visible disabilities, and that's what prompted that. interesting, so they want to be included in that. They're like, yeah, Yeah. make fun of us, we're here. Maybe people who don't want to hear that, they don't have to hear that, they don't have to come to your show. But I think that's a great idea. Hey, man, I say push all the boundaries. For sure, and I think one thing that your show is doing that may be one of the keys to its success and why it's growing so much is the fact that we, we have kind of a nasty habit in comedy lately where we decide what to protect the audience from before it even happens. Correct. You know, we police the audience for them and Mm -hmm. we police ourselves with this show. It's kind of like they're just coming in and that there is no filter. The audience will always decide for you. It's cathartic, right? Not, not, Not everybody deals with trauma the same way. Not everybody deals with life the same way. Some people don't want to hear about something that happened that made them uncomfortable and some people are the opposite. They're like, no, just bring it to my face. I'm like that. I'm, I like to lean into it. Be like, let's, yeah. just, let's just do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're parenting people in comedy <laughs> right now. versus Black yeah. Lives Matter. Yeah. Oh my oh, God. I you know what? This show is going to need a disclaimer. <laughs> we're, it is though. We're almost, it's like, we're like those parents that tell their kid meeting. they have a peanut allergy <laughs> oh, before God, they do, you stop, know? Guys, I can't stop. <laughs> Okay. The pitch meeting, right? Yeah, I gotta give you guys five percent over here to your producer. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, that should be another one coming. Peanut allergies versus fish allergies. That'd be amazing. Neither are real. We'll come right back. Inside jokes. Global News Radio. Six forty, Toronto. This is Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anyway? And you are listening to Inside Jokes, Pants Optional. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Today we're talking roasts. We're talking your hood's a joke. What we can and can't say to each other on stage, comedians roasting each other. And really, we're finding out from Danish Anwar, the creative of Your Hood's a Joke, that uh, nothing's off limits. Mm-hmm. And we were bouncing around some ideas before the break mm-hmm. of who should... Uh, one I want to tackle, and Vince, our producer, came up with a good, you know, cancer versus lupus. I want to go after the the fake gluten allergy people because here's the thing: when I'm not here in this studio, I'm at a brunch restaurant in Toronto, and what I've learned is that Toronto apparently is 80% celiacs, 
Which... And they all seem to either be in some sort of support group together or related to each other. Because I'll just we'll have like ten celiacs come in together. They're all celiac, and they're vegans, but they could still eat bacon. But they're mm. vegans, so I think this show should really crack open the things people are lying about, Dan. Yeah, yeah. I have a, I have a friend who's a brunch chef, and he said that the gluten food is cooked on the same in the same equipment, the same grills as yeah. non gluten. So we'll mention that restaurant. We're gonna get yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Well, I'm not. He doesn't. I don't think he works at that restaurant. But I've heard multiple chefs say that to me. So, so somebody yeah. who's a true celiac, even the whiff of bread in the same room is gonna send them into a reaction. You right? have to like let people know there was this, and it's mm-hmm. a weird topic, I guess we're going into. But there was this article. It was in the Post or something a little while ago with this lady who does have mm-hmm. severe celiac. She was like. Can you stop this fad where you're going out to restaurants and lying that you have celiac so that you can make sure it's gluten free? Because Cause that, that, it's like a boy who cried wolf yeah, scenario, yeah, right? Yeah, because the chefs know. Yeah. The chefs know that you would like, have, yeah. if you really had this gluten allergy, you would have been dead the moment you walked into the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't have had the time to sip your water, sit down, you know, be around all this gluten. So yeah. you're right. I mean, maybe, I mean, I guess it's a problem where it's more people crying wolf. As opposed to you know this being a fake issue, it is a real yeah. but more limited, maybe not as widespread as people. But that would be a great thing to tackle, right? Yeah. Like Lutons vegan definitely need to be roasted. We'll get Lutons an actual versus celiac versus just a peanut allergy. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they have their own dating website, gluten free singles. Oh my god, that sounds like the worst you know, craft cheese. Yeah. <laughs> the more Work we talk, site, dude, you'll do anything. For the more we talk about this stuff, the more I'm just ready for the apocalypse. You know, <laughs> I think I'm gonna go to your hood's a joke, October seventh, and. And then after that, that's just, just that's done. just the end. Yeah, that's, that's the end of the we've, world. We've had enough. The possibilities are endless, though, with the show. No, hundred percent. I'm looking for more, and th- this is actually a great way to expand the show and and address certain things. A, a bit because like, the underpinning of the show is to address things that are in happening in day to day life, right? Things that are, yeah. we don't normally get to talk about for X Y Z reason, for whatever reason, it's it's suppressed or what what have you. So something like this would be a great conversation. Uh, through the medium of jokes, through the medium of roasts. Yeah, look, you didn't know all this stuff about gluten, did you? You kind of learn, learn <laughs> yeah. these things, yeah. yeah. Like, because, well, we were talking earlier how about, you know, if you're roasting a certain country, there's automatically these things that are associated with it. But mm-hmm. when it's when you dive in and do that research, have you ever actually had, because for all the comics on the show, and of course, this is Canadian comedy, so we all know each other anyways, mm-hmm. we're all going after the same handful of five gigs that we could get you know but it so it all sort of stems from a place of you know it's it's fun to just take down your friend on stage and the audience gets into it have you ever had an actual you could tell there's actual vitriol happening on stage like an actual rivalry nah, no no because uh, i'm the filter when it comes to that right i'm the one booking yeah. comedians so i make sure that i book people who actually work and play well with others <laughs> Yeah. Right, so that's me. That's on me to make sure that I don't p- p- put people on the show who are not a good fit for the show. And often it's because they're just not good a good fit for life. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They're no good at being professional. They're yeah. no good at sticking to a timetable to write custom material to show up to remember to put in their be- their best. So I I really yeah. hope that that's how you've had to turn some people away. Is just I'm sorry, but you're not good at life. I just straight up tell them they're not. A- <laughs> I wish at some point. Yeah, I, like, I mean you're already an impressive booker right now with what you're doing with this show. But I if I started to hear that that's you, that you were sending people some of those, I'd be like, man, <laughs> make a new. Canadian Comedy Award category for just specifically that response. Uh, so the next Your Hood's a Joke happens, of course, October 7th mm-hmm. here in Toronto. And uh, Danish, what's what's the best place for people to look up everything Danish Anwar and all the stuff oh, well, you're working on? DanishAnwar.com, but 
honestly, they can just follow me on Instagram or Twitter. My handle is at Terror Suspect. That is right. At <laughs> Which I always Terror love. Suspect. Yep. That's yeah. a Good real one. <laughs> real one. Uh, yeah. So Instagram, Twitter. They can also check out shows on TorontoComedyAllStars.com. Yeah. Facebook page. Your Hood's a Joke has its own Instagram fan page. Facebook and uh, it's a YouTube channel with just our filthiest, darkest roasts. Uh, people can check that out if they wanna, you know, relate to their crazy racist uncle over Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Just bring him over. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Check out that stuff. Check out the uncensored stuff, the unfiltered stuff. And now for this week's comedy listings. Don't miss Your Hood's a Joke live October 7th here at Toronto's famous Yuck Yucks. Hit up yuckyucks.com for upcoming shows, lineups, and more. And check out Toronto Comedy All-Stars to see what else Danish Anwar has on the way. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi. And you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week featuring Mike McDonald. It's so nice to be uh, back in front of a Canadian audience. I, I much prefer Canadian audiences. Uh, yeah. That's a fact. Uh, American audiences are always like, make me laugh. Canadians, you're just happy we showed up. <laughs> you know? Hey, they're here. Yeah. The show started on time. Yes. They seem to be in a good mood. They want to make us laugh. That's great. Yeah. Another thing I love about Canadian audiences is you get little things like sarcasm. A lot of American sarcasm. It's like a dog looking at a fan. They can't figure out how the wind keeps coming at them. Go and see Your Hood's Joke live on October 7th here in Toronto. It is a show unlike any other, and it is becoming insanely popular. That's our show. Thank you for tuning in, and keep it tuned in right here to Global News Radio 640 Toronto for the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta. So that's a whole set of people with completely other different problems from this show. <laughs> Thank well, you for tuning in. Roasted. We'll be back next week. <laughs>